They want to have laboratories all over the world. Oh, wait a minute. We already do. They want more, right? They want laboratories all over the world to apply this one health seek out, you know, mission to find pathogens with pandemic potential, bring them back to a WHO network of laboratories so that they can essentially turn that into more jabs, which they call countermeasures. And the logic of this dual use research of concern is, oh, you know, let's go under some rock somewhere or in a bat cave or, you know, in your septic system or your hospital or whatever. Let's find a really dangerous pathogen with pandemic potential. Let's, let's get it into the laboratory, see what we can do with it, and, and then claim dual use research of concern. Claim that, well, we have to figure out how some enemy might make this into a biological weapon so that we could make the countermeasure in advance because you know they might do this to you. If you've been paying attention, you know the global economy is transforming. The BRICS nations want to see the end of the dollar reserve currency, and many countries are joining their effort. The Western banking system is the most fragile it's been since 2008. The highly respected Weiss Research Group accurately provided advance warning on which banks are going to fail with 99.3% accuracy after the 2008 crisis. They are now predicting that a whopping 4,243 banks are vulnerable to failure, and 1,210 of those banks face imminent failure. When this situation comes to pass, it will dwarf the 2008 banking crisis. The only asset that has historically weathered a storm this severe has been precious metals. It has never been a better time to buy gold and silver to protect your family. Contact Miles Franklin at info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent me and you will get the best service and the best prices on gold and silver in the country. That is a guarantee from them to me. Remember, info at milesfranklin.com. Tell them Sarah sent me. Do this now to protect your assets and the ones you love. Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have James Roguski coming back to the program. He is one courageous guy, and I think we could all look to him on how he's been fighting this World Health Organization, the UN, the World Economic Forum, mostly the World Health Organization and all these health amendments they're trying to go with because they're trying to create this global health dictatorship and he's been fighting it. And, and it's all tied into how they're cre creating a whole globalist system. But he has all the documents, what they're doing, and they're pushing back. Th these guys don't, aren't accountable to anybody. I mean, we if they take over all of this globalist plan that they're trying to do, they, we are, I mean, who's who are they accountable to? Nobody. And we're shoveling billions of dollars at them. You know, we talk about the fact that the House has a resolution to try to defund them. And there's a couple resolutions that are going through, and we're going to talk about some of that. But then we're also going to talk about how they bury in defense bills and things, ways to fund them anyways, and cycle it through like the, the central bank. And then it has, has that goes back to the World Health Organization. The other thing he's talking about is there's all these amendments. That's what he's been fighting is all these amendments going through with the World Health Organization. And what people don't know is they're already funding these agendas as if the amendments already passed. And so there's all these these uh, laboratories they're funding, these vaccine passports, these computer systems to track it worldwide. They're funding all of these things thinking or have the arrogance to think that we are going to approve it and fund it anyways. 
And that's why it's really important that we fight this. This is just their technical way. You know, it's a, the technicalities to make sure that they can legally do this, but they're doing it anyways. And so we have to be aware of it. Most of the people aren't aware of this at all. And so that's why I like to interview him and bring him back on. This is an important one for others to know about. I mean, you need to know that they're trying to take over our sovereignty and what that means. We have fought wars. I mean, maybe just the the Revolutionary War maybe is the only one that rises up to the, it does, it rises up to this. But beyond that, other wars throughout our history, we have fought wars for less than this, world wars for less than this. This is a big deal. They're trying to take over our basic freedoms and they won't answer to anybody and they'll be in charge of all these globalist systems. And so we talk about that, what that means. And you can follow him. You can go to jamesroguski.substack.com. He has other websites as well that you'll hear him talk about, but they all point back, back to his Substack. Okay, before we get into this, I want to talk to you about the Freedom Buying Club. This thing is awesome. You can get meat, the best meat that you're going to find anywhere that's aged. It's aged for 21 days. It's choice. It's unbelievable. I got some and just the hamburger meat was amazing. I just like to eat hamburgers just with no buns, nothing, and just eat it straight. I love it. And they have all their other products, all but maybe like, I think there's a mascara brush that's made in Italy. And there's one other thing, but other than that, all the other products are made in the United States. It's sourced here. It's clean. They have products that can detox your home. They have so many good things. So go check it out, freedombuyingclub.com. And the other thing that makes it really awesome is not only do you support me in this process, you support other journalists that I'm working with, like Corey Diggs, Corey Lynn. And we have a network of journalists that are we're working together and it's helping all of them. So I really appreciate that. And it's called the freedombuyingclub.com. Okay, let's get into this really good conversation with James Roguski. Hi, James. Welcome back to the program. Well, thank you for having me. You know, normally I'm pretty calm, cool, and collected, but uh, this week I'm on fire. So um, we got some interesting stuff to talk about. We do. And I, you've been fighting the WHO, the World Health Organization, the UN, the World Economic Forum, how they want to just kind of, they, they're globalists that want to take over our entire healthcare system, um, get rid of our sovereignty this globalist thing is real and you're watching it and fighting it real, you know, firsthand. We're going to talk about some legislation that's going through the house after, but you have, you're going to talk about their meeting. They're meeting this week. Um, probably by the time it, this airs, it'll be from last week, but you're, you, you're following it and what is going on in these meetings and what is it that you want to share with us? Well, you know, first and foremost, uh, here's where I get to prove that I'm an absolute uh, insane person. Um, I want everybody to give me a call if you think this is important. My phone number is 310-619-3055. I am that serious about this. And I know my phone is blowing up, but it's important because what I'm hoping to do is just get everybody around the world, you know, networked together um, to, to push back on this. So here's Here's what got me absolutely on fire um, this week. Um, October 2nd was the first day of week-long meetings with the Working Group for Amendments to the International Health Regulations. 
Now, I've been tracking this since I believe it was March 28th of 2022 that I first learned that the Biden administration was trying to push through amendments. Long story, and I've said it many times before, I'd be happy to share that with anybody at any time. You can go to stoptheamendments.com and get all that information. What's going on now is they were having meetings and you know, all week long, and typically what they do is they show up on Monday morning and, and they've had private, you know, unofficial meetings since their last private official meeting. Okay, I should say secret. That's um, where the, all this stuff happens, right? In the secret Pretty, pretty much it's all, all behind closed doors. They don't want all, any of this to get out. And, and so normally on, on Monday, they open up in the morning and they say, well, you know, here's what we've been doing since the last time we met. Hey, everybody, nice to see you all again. And then they turn off the cameras and they do stuff in secret all week. And then they come back on Friday and they, you know, give a little roundup of the week. And it's a bunch, you know, it's a theatrical vanilla. production. Yeah, it's okay. very vanilla on what they're doing and, and spun to sound really good. So normally, you know, I, I was expecting to watch their first session and have it put me right back to sleep. But it, it fired me up because they said some things that I, I would have expected they would only say in secret. And so rather than um, me blab about it, I've put together a little video about it that um, you know we're just going to watch here. And so this video is about 10 minutes long. Oh, hi, this is James Ruguski, and it is the morning of Monday, October the 2nd, 2023. And I have some news to report from the fifth meeting of the Working Group for Amendments to the International Health Regulations. The news is that apparently they're having difficulty reaching agreement, and they seem to realize that they are not going to meet their deadline to uh, submit a package of amendments by mid-January 2024. It appears that their solution to this failure on their behalf is that they're going to bend the rules to the point of breaking. There is a deadline in Article 55 which clearly states that the any, any submission from a state, member state, or from the director general must be submitted to all member nations four months in advance of the May World Health Assembly. Well, it appears that they realize that they're going to fail to meet that deadline. And so their solution is to try to bend the rules and get away with it. Well, no, the answer is no. You have failed, you are going to fail, you will not break the rules, you're going to miss your deadline, and you will not be allowed to break the rules because the rules were put in place for a reason. The amendments that are being proposed must be submitted four months in advance of the assembly so that there is adequate time for we the people to understand what those proposals are and to weigh in on them around the world. You do not get to change the rules and continue negotiating, changing everything in that four-month period that is supposed to be reserved for public comment and comprehension of the proposals. The answer is no. 
Dear colleagues, we uh, have been uh, operating with the understanding that the package of the proposed amendments resulting from the work of this group would be finalized by January 2024 to meet the four-month deadline stated in Article 55. However, we believe that uh, we all share the same sentiment that uh, realistically the whole package of amendments will probably not be ready by January 2024. We would like to ask the uh, Secretariat whether procedurally we could continue working until the 76th World Health Assembly in May 2024. I believe that the co-chair just misspoke and meant to say the 77th World Health Assembly in 2024. I'd like to ask the Secretariat to provide some guidance in this matter. Uh, thank you, Co-Chair. Uh, the Health Assembly in decision WHA 75-9 requested the working group, and I quote, to establish a program of work consistent with decision EB 153 and taking into consideration the report of the IHR Review Committee to propose a package of targeted amendments for consideration by the 77th World Health Assembly in accordance with Article 55 of the International Health Regulations, close quote. Article 55 of the IHR, which is referred to in Decision 75-9, sets out two procedural requirements relating to proposed amendments. The first one is that, quote, proposals for amendments shall be submitted to the Health Assembly for its consideration, close quote. The second one is that, open quote, the text of any such proposed amendment shall be communicated to all states parties by the Director General at least four months before the Health Assembly at which it is proposed for consideration, close quote. Again, that's the text of the relevant article of the IHR, Article 55. Please take a moment to read Article 55 of the International Health Regulations, which makes it clear that there is a four-month deadline before the World Health Assembly meets in May of 2024, and they have every intention of breaking that rule. Listen to them attempt to come up with some sort of language to justify their failure. Article 55 of the IHR, including this four-month requirement, has never been applied to amendments submitted collectively by a subdivision of the Health Assembly, which is exactly what the WGIHR is. The WGIHR is a subdivision of the Health Assembly under Rule 41 of the Rules of Procedure of the Health Assembly. Thus, there are no precedents to rely on with respect to the manner in which the four-month requirements set out in Article 55 should be satisfied. That is to say, Article 55 has been applied to amendments proposed by a state party or by the Director General, but never by a subdivision of the Health Assembly. Uh, indeed, uh, it has only been applied with respect to um, uh, uh, it has not been applied with respect to any subdivision. This is a first. 
Accordingly, an option for consideration by the working group would be for the Director General to communicate in January 2023. I believe that he just misspoke and meant to say January 2024. The following documents to all states parties. First, the proposed amendments as originally submitted by member states and already communicated by the Secretariat to all states parties by email. And second, the proposed amendments as they might be shown on the screen at the closure of WGHR 6. This approach would allow work to continue in the WGIHR if necessary up until the 77th Health Assembly itself, recognizing the importance of complementarity with the INB process, which as we know is mandated to work up until the 77th WHA. In addition to that, the working group may consider requesting the Secretariat to include in the January communication from the Director General a clarification according to which the amendments from the final session of the WGIHR, which could be conceivably as late as May 2024, if necessary, would allow these uh, final uh, results of, the May, of such a session to be formally submitted to the 77th World Health Assembly. A note on this deadline of the 77th World Health Assembly. If the deadline is not met, the WGHR would be expected to report to the Health Assembly in May 2024. That agreement could not be reached on the proposed amendments. This deadline cannot be changed as it was set out in decision WHA 759. This approach just outlined for your consideration would fulfill the four-month requirement in its purpose as prescribed by Article 55 of the IHR, while at the same time allowing the working group to continue its consideration and negotiation of the proposed amendments, including possible modifications to the package that would be communicated to states parties. Should this approach be considered satisfactory, the WHA, the working group may wish to consider reflecting it in the report of this session of the WGIHR. Thank you, co-chairs. Very simply stated, we the people of the world cannot allow the working group for amendments to the international health regulations to even remotely believe that they will get to break the rules and avoid the deadline, which would afford each and every one of us four months to review their work before it's considered by the 77th World Health Assembly? The answer is simply no. So I know I'm here to be interviewed by you, but let me ask you a question. What do you think about that? Well, we just, I don't know how they can break their own rules, but I, I, I don't even know what to think. Do they have been just plowing forward? What's the, what are the chances that they will break their rules and people, they'll just do it? I mean, do they have any point? Who do they answer to? I mean, that's the whole point. They're not elected officials. Who do they answer to? Um, I, I honestly believe that they are afraid of public opinion. 
and that the people of the world can make a big enough stink to scare the bejeebers out of them. Because what I think I just presented is evidence of a conspiracy to commit a crime. They clearly know what the rules are, and they are conspiring to break those rules. Okay, Conspir so now if, when are, if they followed their own rules, then they would just have to wait for the amendments to be ratified the next time. When would the next meeting be? Up to 88% of people have dysregulated glucose levels, and most people don't even know it. When your glucose is dysregulated, you may have frequent high spikes in blood sugar with out-of-control hunger, cravings for sweet foods, energy dips, and exhaustion throughout the day, and the worst, stubborn weight gain. This is where the revolutionary new product, Glucose Control, can help. This formula is unique with all-natural plant-based enzymes, organic mushrooms, and probiotics. People have been reporting amazing results. Crystal R says, I can't express how much I love glucose control. It has helped me with weight loss, cravings, and energy. Alan N says, I take two capsules before lunch and I have lost eight pounds without changing my diet. Today, you too can try this amazing formula for only $10 and shipping is free. Better yet, most people see the benefits within just one month. With a money back guarantee, there's no risk, only upside. Get your stay with the link below or go to sarahwestall.com under shop. One year later. So Okay, you're, so you're this exactly... puts their agenda back a year. And so that's why they're trying to figure it out. And you're go ahead. You're you're exactly spot on. Okay, so that you're right that put you to sleep. My God, they try to make it as boring <laughs> as they possibly can, right? And then nobody watches, it's boring, all the exciting stuff happens in between the boring meetings that are sandwiched in between the exciting stuff. So okay. But the reason why we're even looking at this is because this is them trying to take over the world, right? I mean, it's not, that is not an understatement. This is the process for the official way of them taking over the world. They're not elected officials, which is really scary. Once these people are in charge, who will they answer to? Nobody. Yeah. Um, you know, their leader, Satan, I suppose. But just to just to recap and maybe try to put this into English, okay? I'll, I'll rewind it a ways. In May of 2022, they set up this system to have a working group. And this is what the, the gentleman who was talking primarily, uh, the first person from Saudi Arabia is a co-chair of the working group, Dr. Asiri, I believe his name is. The main person who is speaking is Stephen Solomon, who is their legal counsel, right? So he was he wasn't giving them legal advice per se, but um, you know he was saying um, here's what the rules are, and so way back in May of 2022, they set up this um, group working group. They actually changed the name of an existing group, and and they gave it a new uh, set of orders, and they said you know we want you to meet and prepare. You know this was two years in advance. Um, prepare a targeted package of amendments to be submitted according to Article 55, which says you got to do it four months before the yearly May meeting. So, you know, somewhere to the middle to the end of January 2024 is their deadline, four months in advance of um, the May assembly. And the way it works is they would have to submit it to the director general 
who would then officially notify all 194 nations plus the two that are not members but signed on. And, and they need to get notified four months before the meeting so they could look at it and go, you know, do we want to vote for this or not? But what he said was, no, 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 forget about that. Um, we could have meetings up until the last minute and and just drop, you know, a, a document at the last minute for their consideration and their vote. Well, nobody would have any, uh, you know, idea of what that document might be. Now, are you familiar? I think you you are with the Delphi technique, where um, they have meetings where they they make it look like everybody is having input, but they know what document they want to drop uh, and have adopted. And so, oh, oh, give us your input, give us your input, give us your input, give us your input. Oh, last minute. Okay, here's the document, right? They, they gear everything and the whole proceedings around what they want to have happen in the end. And they're, they've gotten really good at manipulating it to feel like you're putting getting input, but at the end, you're not. And so one of the things that I was alerted to very clearly, because what happened was they set up this working group and they said, okay, to all of the nations, submit your proposed amendments to the IHR by September 30th of 2022. So these documents were submitted a year ago. They've been having these secret negotiations for a little bit more than a year. They kept it completely secret until mid-December. But in November, at the Bali, not the G20, but the B20, the Indonesian health minister sort of kind of let the cat out of the bag. And he said that in, in regards to lockdowns and travel restrictions and all that sort of stuff, he said that you know they had submitted amendments to um, greatly expand you know this vaccine passport type thing where you know now it's on paper and there's a little form that people fill out. This is actually found in the international health regulations in Annex 6. And they wanted to greatly expand it with not just the vaccine certificate, but testing certificates and prophylaxis certificates and recovery certificates. They want to have everybody get a QR code, make it all digital, and essentially you know, be able to restrict travel. And so he let the cat out of the bag in November and so, you know, I've been talking about this part of it ever since. And there's a lot of details about it. I'll just summarize it to say, if you look up the Global Digital Health Certification Network, you know, WHO, they're busy building it. They're building they're it anyways, right? They're, they're, they're pretending, pretending to have... negotiate it, but they're building it. So where do you okay, think Okay, so where, where do they have the right to build it? if they haven't even negotiated an agreement with all these countries to use it. Well, this is the thing. They have a laboratory hub that they're built. I mean, they're busy building the things that they're, they're pretending plumbing. to pretending to negotiate, but various names, really what these negotiations are is about money, right? They, they literally put in their documents and they say over and over and over, the purpose of these negotiations is equity. Well, equity means money. Does it mean equality? If you buy stocks, right, they're called equities. If you buy a home and you pay off some of the mortgage or, or you, you know, it goes up in value or you fix it up or something, you get equity in your, in your home, you know, in your property. 
they're arguing about money, plain and simple, right? And so they're arguing, and so it's not going well, so they're not reaching agreement, so they're going to miss their deadline, and I couldn't be more excited about it. Yeah, that's really I believe, a good thing. I, I believe that this little section of you know video that they made public is evidence where they say, we know the rules, and we're going to work together to break them. That is an act of conspiring to commit a crime. Well, don't, Theory, I don't know. There's the video. Well, that's who do they answer to? That's the question. Who do they? This is why it's so dangerous to put these guys in charge of anything because they don't answer to anybody other than the the very, very, very wealthiest people in the world might have some input or probably do. They control it all, and that's it. It, this is I, this is why we have to fight it. It's the worst of the worst. I mean, you have you know the whole freedom, all their rec, their their stupid rhetoric about freedom. That's gone because it would be controlled. It would be a global control structure controlled by very 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 few people, and none of us would have any input if this went through. There is legislation that's going through to defund the UN, the WHO, the World Economic Forum. Where do you, what do you think of that? And obviously, we need to stop funding these idiots. I mean, they're using it to build out their agenda, anyways, right? They're building their agenda, anyways, even though it's not passed. So we got to stop funding them. Do you have much? Um, I mean, do you think it's going to pass? I mean, because it's in the house, they're taking it seriously. But how far are we from this actually being reality? Well, you know, I support, you know, any action, you know, to defund them, you know, take away their power, you know, but quite frankly, that's inadequate. And um, we've got some time to talk. So I'll, I'll give some details. You know, I'll, I'll give a little bit more of a detailed answer uh, about all of that. So my understanding is that, you know, the appropriations for foreign actions, um, the House uh, has passed, uh, obviously still got to go through the Senate, you know, re reining in the expenditures on, you know, foreign envoys, special envoys, like I think they took money away from John Kerry and, you know, the WHO and the UN. And that's all good. good. That's yeah. all good. If that continues and they manage to shove that through the Senate, that would be great. But these guys are sneaky. Okay. And so December of 2022, Congress passed the National Defense Authorization Act, you know, 1700 pages or whatever it is. And buried in the middle of it, the um, United States has pledged up to a billion dollars a year for the next five years to the pandemic fund run by the World Bank. Mm -hmm. And so this is for the United States global health security agenda. Now note that what you think of as health is not the same as global health security, okay? Now, in my just overly simplistic view of what that really is, um, that's a fancy name for biological warfare. They want to have laboratories all over the world. Oh, wait a minute. We already do. They want more, right? They want laboratories all over the world to apply this One Health Seek Out you know, mission to find pathogens with pandemic potential, bring them back to a WHO network of laboratories, so that they can essentially turn that into more jabs, which they call countermeasures. And the logic of this dual use research of concern 
is, oh, you know, let's go under some rock somewhere or in a bat cave or, you know, in your septic system or your hospital or whatever. Let's find a really dangerous pathogen with pandemic potential. Let's, let's get it into the laboratory, see what we can do with it, and, and then claim dual use research of concern. Claim that, well, we have to figure out how some enemy might make this into a biological weapon so that we could make the countermeasure in advance because you know they might do this to you. Well, hold on a moment. If, if you really wanted to negotiate something that would reduce the risk of the next pandemic, um, I put together thepeoplesdeclaration.com, thepeoplesdeclaration.com, which basically says, these agreements are ridiculous because what you should be doing is negotiating a treaty to just bring a complete and total end to gain of function research. That's Call right. it whatever you want. Gain of function research, dual use research of concern, biological weapons research, you know, call it what you want. Stop it. I mean, if you know, I don't know what happened in Wuhan. I don't know if anybody really knows well, what happened. Well, the proximity whatever. of origin report came out that they tried to bury that shows they knew that there was all this gain of function going on and they were just lying to the public. That whether thing came whether out. you whether okay. you believe in viruses or you don't believe in viruses, whether you believe the lab leak or you know it was purposely released or you know whether you believe whatever the heck it is you believe, I think you can get behind. Why are we spending billions of dollars to go into Mother Nature to try to find a pathogen that can kill us and then work on it to make it more deadly and more transmissible right. so we can make. Uh, you know whether that's actually you know real or just computer you know in silico and they're making up stuff to poison people you know maybe it's part of a you know deeper well, the agenda. jab the jab's real i mean they are pumping people with crap so they're they're coming up with methods to warrant getting more jabs in people's arms and the jabs are very serious and very dangerous okay so earlier this year the world, okay, now the question was about defunding the WHO, okay? And so long-winded answer, but earlier this year, um, they got like 170 or so applications and they accepted, I think 19 of them and there's like 30 some countries. They're already dispersing several hundred million dollars to I think 34 nations to start building these laboratories and all this testing equipment and all that sort of stuff. And the way this World Bank pandemic fund works, it's what they call a financial intermediary fund, right? So they have organizations like the African Development Bank or the Asian Development. Oh, lo and behold, all of this Defense Department money that's going to the World Bank is being dispersed for all these projects. And who are they dispersing it through? Mostly the WHO. Okay, so so, so know, it's just a roundabout the, the Congress, way to fund it. Regardless, is what you're saying. They're going to find other methods to fund the World Health Organization through the national, you know, defense funds through all these other things going through banks, world banks, and then that gets to the World Health Organization anyways. And so, even though this is good, we have to be more diligent because they're finding all these backdoor ways to do the same right. thing anyways. And so I've been a proponent of HR 79 and HR 79, I can explain it in 30 seconds. Um, Andy Biggs uh, submitted it in January of this year. It's a page and a half long. It's not one of these 2000 page bills that you got to you know wait until you pass it until you read it. Three points. 
It would instruct the president to tell the WHO to go take a hike. It would stop giving any money to the WHO. And it would repeal the legislation that got us involved in the first place, because the, the problem really started in 1948. What was in that legislation said, not um, Congress shall appoint a delegate to the WHO or the people would vote on a delegate. It said the president gets to appoint the delegate. And so in 1948 is when we lost control and the authority was given, transferred from Congress and the people and states, quite frankly, they pretended to give authority that they didn't have. Javier Becerra was interviewed a couple of months ago um, at an Aspen event, and they asked him, very point blank, what would you like the people of America to know about the Department of Health and Human Services? He's the um, direct, uh, secretary. The secretary, yep. And, and he said very clearly, he didn't stutter, right? He said, oh, I want everybody to know that the federal government does not have authority over health care. No, 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 no. That's a state and a, and a man and woman issue. He said, but we do have a lot of money. And where we put that money, you know, people gravitate, you know, pay for Medicare, Medicaid, you know, Obamacare, whatever. And, and so they use bribery and extortion oh, well, we'll give you all this money, but you got to do mask mandates or do jab mandates or you know spend the money this way or whatever it might be. And so the states generally comply because they want the money. It's all a money bribery scheme. It's how they control everything is this top down. And the more they can control the budgets, the more mm -hmm. they have control over everything because people need money to survive. It's why they want the the central bankers, you know, in the Jackson Hole, Wyoming central banker mm -hmm. me meeting, they've been saying this since 2018, that they want to go around governments and define budgets for all the governments based on carbon credits and, you know, all these social scores and all this other BS. Mm -hmm. They want to eliminate governments being able to do their own budgets. And they say it, they've said it multiple years now, the central bankers in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. It's a big deal, guys. They really are trying to do this globalist power grab. Okay, so you have been really instrumental in getting this word out of what's going on across the world and how they're trying to take our sovereignty away in this really, they're playing games to take our sovereignty mm -hmm. away. How can they uh, follow you? What can people personally do? Because, you know, we, we, we feel overwhelmed with everything that's coming at us. And it's, it just truly is overwhelming. So what things can people do that actually makes a difference? Well, you know, how many people do you think um, watched that meeting, you know, that happened at like, you know, 9 a.m. Geneva time, right? So, you know, early morning hours in the United States. Step number one is really very simple. It's awareness, right? If somebody's watching this now, you're now aware of the things that we just talked about. You probably were not aware prior to it. The easy answer is take this video, take the link to this video and share, share this like you've never shared anything in your life. Don't just post it on Facebook and go, oh, okay, well, you know, the algorithm will take care of it and, you know, share it with everybody. I'm, I'm very serious. Get out your phone, look at all of the people that you have in your contact list, you know, Ann and Bob and Carol and Doug and, you know, down the alphabet and take the link to this video, share it with them, text message, and, and then give them a phone call and leave them a voicemail and go, hey, I just texted you something or I emailed you something. Take a look at it. Tell me what you think, okay? Most people should be 
I don't know what the hell they were talking about. What is going on? Because they have no idea. All right. And so if you want to know about the amendments, go to stoptheamendments.com. And don't do a search for that because you'll go be in some wild goose chase somewhere with your search engine. Just go it directly. It will bring you to, there, I'm sure. <laughs> it, it, it'll take you somewhere. You know, you won't find me. But just go directly to, you know, stoptheamendments.com. You can certainly call me directly, 310-619-3055. You can go to exitthewho.com, where that explains HR 79. Much to probably most people's surprise, we've already gotten 52 members of Congress to co-sponsor HR 79. And so if you want to do something that's somewhat easy and could be a little bit of fun, go down the page on exitthewho.com. And you'll see there's a green rectangle with every member of Congress who has sponsored or co-sponsored. Call up their office because you're not going to get the congressperson, right? Call up their office, get a staff member and go, hey, I'm just calling to say thanks. The congressperson you're working for is sponsoring the legislation. You know, if you're behind it, that's great. They're going to be like, oh, boy, people normally call to complain. Well, you know, this is great. Somebody likes what we're doing. And then push on them to say, hey, you know, I don't see you talking about it. Where's the, you know, ongoing press releases? Right. Where's, where's the speech in Congress? Where's the call for all of the other members? Now, I know the House is dysfunctional. I get it. They got bigger problems. They but don't the have staff... bigger problems. Hold on a second. They don't have bigger problems than our sovereignty being taken away. I stand, this I stand corrected. This is a big deal. Okay. I, I stand corrected. You, <laughs> I, they have, I know they you have... know what I'm saying is true. You're, yeah. You just misspoke. Go ahead. I love it. I love it when people straighten me up. Um, they have a different set of priorities and they need to adjust it. Okay? They're very good. Yeah. And, and so one of the things on exitthewho.com, if you scroll down just a smidge, there's a link to a page for all the senators. And so call all of the senators because not one freaking senator has co-sponsored or, or copied um, Andy Biggs's legislation in the they House. Courage. Just, just copy it and submit it into the Senate because you know it needs to be a companion legislation. Senators can't vote on something in the House. And so is there one senator out there who has the guts to just copy and submit? It's not that hard. Courage. Just get the courage, guys. I mean, we fought wars for a lot less than this. Every single war we've ever fought in the history of our country, at least the propaganda behind it, is for less than what this is about. Yeah. And so I, I don't understand how this couldn't be one of the most important things that we're, I mean, this is our sovereign, this is our basic freedoms. I mean, I don't know how we're done if these kinds of things take over. Yeah. We have to dismantle it. And and so, you know, it's it's very interesting that you can just watch something that is put out into the public domain, you know, very quietly buried on their website. People can't find it. And, and just so everybody knows, they do the dates European style. So, you know, the month and the day and the year are not in the same order. So, you know, you're trying to find it. And you're like, oh, that's that's not today, but it is. Right. And And so when do you actually see someone say well we know what the law is and here's how we're going to pretend to break it okay I, I i you know i'm not a conspiracy theorist i'm an evidence-based reporter if you will right and so all i've been doing for the last year and a half is reading their boring stuff 
because I know there's always a gem in there somewhere that if you know enough about what they're doing, you know, most people would watch that video and they're like, what is going on? That doesn't seem to make any sense. He you said go to sleep, like this. you said. It's very sleep inducing. And believe me, I've used their documents <laughs> as sedatives for the last year and a half. You go to That's bed a with a couple point. of sheets. Point. You got it. Okay. If you if you're having a problem sleeping, we got a solution for you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's how no, bad I, those no, are. In all, in all seriousness, it took me a while to plow through these documents because you know you read them when you can. But you know, at night I'd pick up a couple of pages and just boom. It's just it, it is hypnotic because they keep repeating the same boring yeah. words over and over. But you know, this one got me fired up because. They admitted failure. They admitted that they see that they're going to fail to meet a deadline that they know they were, you know, work. He said at the very beginning, the co-chair um, said, well, you know, we've all been working under the assumption that we got to have it done by January and it's not going to happen. Okay. Okay, great. Y'all can keep working, but you don't get to submit it this year. That's you right. miss your deadline. You get to do Too it bad. next year. Sorry. Well, now if they push this thing through, it just shows that they don't answer to anybody. And so we have to, gosh, it's just so bad when somebody's <laughs> in charge and they don't answer to anyone. That's why we have to get the heck out, get the hell out of those, get the hell out of it as fast as possible. And so as, as complicated and crazy as this is, it's actually pretty easy to understand. Okay. If you have a deadline to make a payment on your credit card, right. And you miss it. Sorry. Right. Um, you got a deadline, you know, to apply for something and you miss it. Sorry. You guys knew the deadline. The deadline is written in stone in the international health regulations. Now I've read a lot of their documents and sometimes the language is very iffy, right? It'll say, oh, you should do this or you should do that or you might do this, or you may do that. This says the nations, member nation, whatever, um, member states and the director general shall, which means you must submit it four months in advance of the meeting. There's no wiggle room in there. There's no stuttering. There's no vagueness. It's just okay? really clear. So let me ask you, how much are they plowing through? You said they're just going forward and doing, just implementing before all these amendments are even passed. They're assuming they're going to get passed and they're just implementing their agenda anyways. Where can we find what they're implementing and without any agreement from the world yet, they're just implementing. So where yeah. do we find that? you know, evidence and what they're doing. Is there anybody that's compiling this? Are you compiling well, several, this? I mean, it's important several, that we see this. Right. Several months ago, I put together rejectdigitalenslavement.com. And it basically talks about what we were talking about a little while ago, all these digital, you know, vaccine passports. And you can do a search for Global Digital Health Certification Network and WHO, and they have a page up, you know, plain as day on their website, the Global Digital Health Certification Network, but they call it a trust network. The propaganda is really <laughs> strong. And, and so I've got, I've, got network. A, okay. I've got a tiny little bit of a computer background. It's what I studied in school like a century ago. And, and so I, I get what they're doing. Okay. What they're doing is they're saying, well, and, and, and I'll, I'll use a hopefully real life example. My girlfriend and I want to go to Spain. She wants to go to Spain. At some point, we're going to go to Spain. And so if we're going to book a flight and I go to you know get an airline or, or travel or whatever, they're going to send a, a computer query. Okay, maybe it's all encrypted, right? 
and and they're going to ask the central system um you know james is trying to travel can you then go and and access his medical records in the united states and you know find out what they are through some trusted encryption process right well good luck to them i haven't been to a doctor since i was 19 and i'm pretty sure my doctor's passed away since then so they're not going to find anything on me i haven't been to a medical doctor my whole adult life right okay then they're going to go look at spain and go well what does spain require you know they might want me to have all kinds of many things well i don't have them and i'm not getting them and so this this system will give me a red light not a green light then you right? just can't go to spain because you and, didn't right. have all your stuff right and and so the the weak point in their attempts and i don't know how much time we have i don't want to talk too too much about it but they have if you believe that you know their system is legitimate to begin with they should be writing regulations about what would be a valid vaccination okay oh we tested it it gave you immunity it stopped transmission it didn't have any side effects you know we tested you 10 years later and we challenged you with the um, pathogen and you're all fine and good you know they should be writing regulations that would enable people to have a little bit of faith in something that maybe that would help. They've tested it, you know, they don't have long-term problems. They're not doing any of that because it's not about health, it's about money. Money and control. And so it's using this as a system of control. The concept of a vaccine testing prophylaxis or recovery certificate is garbage. So they're building a computer network system to have garbage information come in and garbage information come out. Am I a threat to my fellow man because I don't meet their requirements? You know, am, am I? Yeah, I, I am. You know, the ideas I have in my head, they are contagious and they do go viral. OK, so watch out for me. Yeah, your but mind gonna, is dangerous. Well, OK, well, you're not going to get sick. Some people think the people who are getting all their shots are more dangerous because they're shedding. So who are the ones who are dangerous to others? That's the big question. So their certificate or certification network is nothing other than a cert certification network of compliant people. If you That's have right. all your papers, it's they know people. that, they know that yep. you're compliant. And so they'll let you do a little something. But the minute you step out of line and you don't do something they want to do, boom, you get the red light. You can't live your life. Yeah, and, it's a control so, yes. structure. It's terrible control control structure. Okay. You also have a Substack too. Are you writing? Is that one of the main places you are, or are you more now on your websites? No, um, all of those websites that I mentioned are just domains that point to specific articles on my Substack, which is just my name, jamesroguski.substack.com. And so um, if you just go to jamesroguski.substack.com slash archive. Um, you know, I've written a couple of hundred articles about all of this, but in all sincerity, you know, read and learn and, and get as much as you possibly can. But the easy thing is just take the link to this video and share this information like you've never shared anything before. Um, seriously, if you think about it, how many people do you know? 50? Probably no more. 500? 5,000? Right. How about every, how about you know, I've I've sent emails to each and every member of the House, the Senate and the parliament parliament members in Canada, UK, New Zealand, Australia, a couple others, send this to everybody you could possibly imagine because That's nobody right. knows. 
Nobody That's knows. right. Nobody and, knows what's going on. And, you know, and if, I got, people, if people say, oh, you're crazy. Okay, fine. You know, don't look at the information. Put your head back in the sand. Have a nice day. Got to take it off. Yeah. Being, go tell somebody else. Yeah. yeah. To be, being called crazy, I can contest that you, you can <laughs> strengthen up. It, it doesn't matter. It bounces off of you. Okay. Thank you. And I want to thank you because I know we had a conversation a couple of years ago and I think I was one of the first ones that talked to you. Yeah. I don't know. I called yeah, you yeah. and we kind yeah, we had, this is when you're first trying to, you were the ones that really, the, you were the one who really brought this to the consciousness of everybody. And so thank you so much. And hopefully you with all your courage will um, continue and people can look at your courage as a role model because you're not afraid to contact people. You're not afraid to do what it takes and you're making a difference worldwide. So thank you so much for doing that. Well, and other people you, can too. You know, you know what it is maybe. Okay. Um, 20 years ago, I was deep down the rabbit hole doing a study of emotion. Right. And I learned that, you know, there are, there's a spectrum in there's many, many, many categories, but there's a spectrum of emotion. You know, there's happy and sad and love and hate and, and there's fear, right? False evidence appearing real. People have fear. And the opposite of that is courage. And so, you know how sometimes a song gets stuck in your head, right? Well, you know, I, we don't have the music queued up, but I'm sure you could find it. Um, every American certainly knows the last line of the first verse of the Star Spangled Banner, or the land of the free and the home of the brave. The problem we're suffering from is all this fear-mongering is overriding you know, the courage that I know Americans and people around the world have. I do talk to people from around the world and many of them are looking to the United States. Um, you know, They believe if we don't push back, they're they're doomed. You know, they're looking to us to save the world again, right? So it's time to put away the fear mongering, put away the false evidence appearing real, get to the truth, and just have courage to speak the truth. It's actually really easy. It's like, hey, I read their document, and here's what it says, and I watched their video, and here's what they said. Um, it's not misinformation, it's missing information. And once you get that missing information, now you can actually make a good judgment as to what it is you think is going on. If you see that clip on the nightly news, let me know, but don't hold your breath. That isn't going to happen. No, they're not. The night, that's all controlled propaganda. Unfortunately, it, it really is. And the more I being in the position that I am in over the last 10 years, it really is hammered into me how much that is propaganda because you get to see the real information, the real documents, talk to real experts and then you get to see what they actually pump out and it's, it's, <laughs> uh, it's really bad, but you know, it is what it is. This is what we're fighting. So yep. thank you so much, James. I really appreciate you coming to the show today. Thank you. Thank you.